Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Pregnant, and then I gave birth. And when I gave birth, I was home. was a little bit difficult. It was just my husband doing all the provision. And I remembered Bishop Ogo's voice. So then I said, well, I'll just stay home. So on a faithful Monday morning, I was bored. So I just decided to visit an office where I had some policies running. And when I got there, my colleague who actually opened the policies for me said to me, said to the manager, this is the person that you need. And I was confused. The next thing I saw, I had written an exam. Two weeks later, I was calling for training. And then after the training, I got my job. For the past nine months, I've been doing triple targets. And uh, for the past nine months, I've had three promotions, which I declined. And as we speak currently, God provided for me uh, a car. And I just got the car because and I remember... You, see, you also received at least one promotion. Receive it in Jesus' name. I actually got a car because uh, I remember I tapped into the anointing when Bishop Kobe said, some of us, we journey from the junction all the way to the cathedral in Oyibi, and it's actually a distance. And he said, some of you will receive cars. And in that week, I was called, and I made a choice, and I was handed a car key. And I just want to say that some of the things that we are told in church, we take them for granted, but honestly, we shouldn't. As we stand here, I'm just nine months in my company. I do triple targets. I've been doing that. I've had triple promotions. And currently, I've been ranked the second best in the whole of the country. And uh, currently, when we talk about the Western sector, that is the Volta region, Takrade, Western region. I mean, with Takrade and Cape Coast, we are talking about Tema. We are talking about Accra. I've been ranked the first. You will also be ranked the Oh, why are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Amen. time next year i probably be, won't be here because i'll probably be in brussels amsterdam and paris a patron by the company for me as well thank you so much i just want to say i'm happy to be in first love and uh, most importantly when our pastors speak to us we should adhere to it because my scripture has always been jeremiah 315 and i'm sure we all know what jeremiah 315 says that the lord says to give us a shepherd according to our own hearts such that when he gives us knowledge we would understand i just want to say thank you for the great provision amen. given me put your hands together for that powerful testimony amen amen what a powerful testimony uh, I would like to say something. She just gave a testimony because something was released. And she grabbed, the, 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 she grabbed the, the prophecy and then something happened. So you cannot receive if you're not connected. You have to be in church. When you come to church and that the man of God prophesy or release something, you're going to receive something. If you stay home, you're not going to receive it. But if you come to church and the man of God release, you're going to receive it. Amen? So it's good to be here. Amen. 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 Now, time for offering. Okay? That's the good part right there. That's the good part. Amen? Now, we will invite our beautiful sister, Gofax. She's going to sing for her. But before, before we're going to pray for the offering, amen, please just lift up your offering and we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, for today because we can give. And bless the hands of those who are giving, Lord. And those who cannot give, Father, bless them so that they will be, they will be able to give next time. We praise you, Lord. We bless your worship. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Our beautiful sister, go fast. The golden voice.
small in my I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me, but now, oh Lord, I see my
hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I was expecting the whole church to stand and give standing ovation for such a powerful ministration. Hallelujah. Amen. Go first. Thank you very much for pouring out your heart to us. Um, every time I hear this song, it's a testimony of my life. For I've always think that I'm wise enough to know what is good for me. But I realized that I was wrong. And I pray that his name will be magnified over us. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Why don't you lift up your hands wherever you are standing this morning. I want you to pray to the Holy Spirit to lead you. That you will be receptive for what is coming to your life. That you will not resist the word of God. That you will incline your ears to his word. That the spirit of the Lord will speak to your mind and to your heart. That you will not leave this place the same. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you this morning to speak to us. Give us the grace. Grace to come before you to hear your word. Grace to humble ourselves, to sit under your unction, to sit under your spirit and hear from you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, for this cause, Lord, we bow our knees unto you, our Father who is in heaven, my God, that you will strengthen our might, Holy Spirit, that Satan will not have his place in us. But your word will set him out of our life. For you said you have exalted your word above your name. Lord, may we hear your word this morning. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Why don't you give a clap offering unto the Lord? Please, let's pray over the offering. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, we thank you for these offerings that are given. Lord, we thank you for the hands that giveth. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to bless these hands that gave. For those who could not give, Lord, we ask that you make a way for them that they may be able to give to support your work. For Bible says it is blessing to give than to receive. We thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you are all welcome to Manhattan Kodesh family, and it's a good place to put your hands together. And someone may ask, why are you standing here? I have been asked to stand here and to share something. Because our father, Reverend Kwame, is not here. And if Reverend Kwame and Lady Pastor are not here, does not mean that they are taking naps or they are resting and sleeping. No. By the grace of God, they are with our father. I said our father, Bishop Dr. Howard Mills. They are all together in another world, which is Israel, where Christ is from. <laughs> I was telling Lady Pastor Anita on Friday when they keep sending me the pictures. And I said, oh, I missed it. I could have been there. But I will be there. And you too will be there. I said, you too will be there. Oh, your response sounds like you don't want to. You don't have a, a resounding response. Sure. If there's any other place that you would like to be, it's Israel. I want to be there. I want to be in Jerusalem. I want to go to Bethlehem. Hallelujah. And I want to be baptized again in River Jordan. Hallelujah. And I will be there. I said I will be there. And you will be there. Amen. You know, they, they are having a powerful time with our father. And I'm not jealous, though. I'm not jealous. Just that I, I have a desire to be there. So desiring something is different from being jealous. Hallelujah. It's like jealousy is when something good is happening to someone and then you are not happy for 
Meanwhile, you want it to happen to you. That is jealousy. You see, many of women have children. Others don't. And for those who don't, you must be happy for those who have. So God will also open windows for you. But until you become happy for someone, that window cannot be opened. Is somebody hearing me? That is, that is infallible. It's a fact in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So because of that, many of us are not blessed. Because people are blessed with money, with other things, and we are lambasting them, thinking that they do drugs. Listen, not everybody who is rich do drugs. Begin to change your language. A lot of people work hard. They work diligently. And if God blesses them and you don't have a Mercedes and somebody have Mercedes and driving, don't say that he has a lot of money and he doesn't know what to do with it. You don't know what to do with your money. But for him, he knows because he worked hard for it. So be happy for people. True or false? <laughs> I like Lady Pastor's response. It's, it's true. Pa. Memory verse for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Can you please project that for us? Let's memorize this quick. I know everybody here has a good mind to memorize things. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible says, Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offscoring of all things unto this day. Being defamed, we are entreat. We are made as the filth of the world. Are you made of the filth of the world? Are you? Oh, no response. And are the offscoring of all things unto this day. You know, give us a message before we go back so that everybody will understand it, what the scripture is saying. <laughs> That's why they didn't respond. Can you give me a message? 13, please. Oh, it's all together. Okay, let's see where 13 starts. We got those slammed in our faces and pick up their jobs. God bless you. When they spread rumors about us, listen. Much of the time, we don't have enough to eat. We wear patched and tread bare clothes. God forbid. We get doors slammed in our faces and we pick up all jobs anywhere we can to, to, to eke out a living. When they call us names, we say, God bless you. When they spread rumors about us, we put in a good word for them. We, we are treated like garbage, potato peelings from the Culture's kitchen, and it's not getting any better. Mercy. I think I get the idea of what Paul was telling the people in Corinthians. The people in Corinthians, hallelujah. You know, <laughs> we have become camouflage Christians. We claim everything to show people that we are well, we are blessed, but deep down in our hearts, we are not. We struggle. We come to church all right. We, we, we pray all right. We pay tight. We pay offering. But we are not. People give us a name. We say, God bless you. People ask you, how's your name? Say, I'm blessed. But what blessed do you have? What kind of blessing do you have? To show that you are a Christian, a child of God. That there is no slave anymore in your life. Does that describe most of us? Or do you see that thing around? Yes. New Living Translation. It's also a message that we are preaching. But sometimes I think God has put us as apostles on display like prisoners of war at the end of a victor's parade, condemned to die. We have become, we respond gently when evil things are said about us, yet we are treated like the world's garbage, like everybody's trash, right up the present moment. <laughs> because people don't see blessing in us. We come, we stand here, we preach, we live, and then we go in a measurable life. 
pathetic life. So they wonder what kind of God that we are serving. So people treat us. We, we respond to gently, gently when evil things are said about us. And we stand there when somebody says something. Instead of being boldly to rebuke them, we said, may the Lord have mercy on you. Humbly. But Paul said that that is not how we should be. Verse 14 will give us the meaning of what he's saying. Verse 14, please. I'm not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. I'm not saying this to make you feel like don't serve God because it, maybe you think you are not blessed. Then when you step outside and somebody says something, you're going to be angry. No, Paul is saying that I'm not saying or I'm not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. You know, as Christians, hardly do we take rebukes. You know, because we think we are too perfect enough not to tolerate rebuke. But that is the only way you will change. Your repentance will come through your rebukes. If only you can accept it. If only, because not many people can receive rebuke. They will question you, who do you think you are? Do you know me? How many of you here, you think that you are very proud? How many of you? You think you are very proud? I see two people. See, they are the only people that they are very humble. You, you think you, you are not humble. You think you are the perfect humble person in the church. But because you're saying that you are not, it makes you proud. Charlie, let me have my key before. Uh, my car is parked. <laughs> my car is parked right there. God forgive me. Please, let's memorize our... That's not the message for today. <laughs> Please go back to King James. There you go. Let's memorize this. Being famed. We, broke, we, we are going to break this into three pieces, then we'll memorize it. Being famed, we entreat. We are made as filth of the world and are the offscoring of all things unto this day. Tell him that happy Father's Day, Lord. Happy Father's Day, Lord Jesus. Happy Father's Day, Holy Spirit, Abba Father. Happy Father's Day to you, O God. This morning, Lord, Father, as the world has placed today to memorize to acknowledge all fathers. Lord, you are the father of all fathers. You are the father to the fatherless. Lord, this morning, we acknowledge you, Lord. We honor you. We praise you for you are our Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. You are our rewarder, our restorer, our rebuilder, and our redeemer. This morning, Lord, we acknowledge you. Somebody acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Two minutes, acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge him with the lifted up of hands. Acknowledge God. In the name of Jesus, Paroble, Libra Zonto Branda, Arika Pa, Rosata Libra Shalabrandole Mana, Ikaba Zantelebreshen Delemazube, Mare Pato Bele Rebre, Limo Brinde, Abladus Telebrenze, Lemazabanda, Ikaba Shibrandu, Holy Spirit, O God, Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Ramalo brezenta lebre shekebende. Pado librende. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. I want us to continue pray and acknowledge our bishop and all his subordinates. All the bishops. The apostles. Our pastor, Reverend Kwame, Reverend Dr. Charles Osei. Everyone who has fathered us. Let us acknowledge them in the name of Jesus for what they have invested into us for us to be where we are today. Let's acknowledge them in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and begin to pray and thank God for their life. Acknowledge them in the name of Jesus. Pray that the Spirit of the Lord, my God, will protect and preserve them. Thank God for their life. Thank God for what they have done, for what they are doing in the house of the Lord. Acknowledge them in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are our Father, and there is no other God like you. Father, Jesus Christ call you Abba Father. Today, we call you our Abba Father, for you are the Father to the fatherless. We thank you. We thank you for all the spiritual fathers that you have given them to us. My God, we thank you for what you are using them for in your kingdom. 
Thank you for their life. Thank you for leading them to lead us. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We bless your holy name. Father, bless them. Invest in them the wisdom of Solomon in the mighty name of Jesus. This is what we ask in your name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a good place to put your hands together and please be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm here to pour my heart to you. I don't even know how to title the message because it's practically my life and I am believing in God that it will affect your life also. It will change you. Um, I'm sharing this message is because today is a Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to every father that is here. Hallelujah. It's a good place to put your hands together for them. I believe the spiritual fathers in this church has really been patient with me. And for me, standing here is a testimony to or a fulfillment of a scripture in Revelation that the Bible says that they have overcome what? They have overcome the enemy because of what? The words of their, the blood of Jesus and the words of their what? Testimony. So I'm standing here is because I have overcome the enemy. Because left alone with the enemy, I could have been doing something else. Sunday morning, I probably will be in the bed because a night before Sunday, I will be somewhere dancing my shoes off, quaffing, drinking, talking rubbish, listening to foolish music, but not so. By the grace of God, last night I was reading the word of God. I was praying to the Holy Spirit. I was just pouring my heart and asking him to bless me and to thank me. And the word of God came to me to share. The title of my message is Mixing the Truth with Grace. What does it mean to mix the truth with grace? See, mixing the truth with grace is knowing the fact of what someone has done that is not good. Yet still, you accommodate the person with grace. I, I, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. You know that I have stolen from you. That I deserve to be in prison. Yet still, you have mercy on me. And that is what Jesus Christ came to do for us. That is what our forefathers in this church have done for us. They know the things that we've done. They know all the things that we do every day. Practically, if they are not telling you, they know. They have never sacked you from the church. Neither have they rebuked you in your face knowing that you have fornicated before you came to church. But they have accommodated you, speak to you, nurtured you, loved you. And today, you have life. And the Bible says that we are saved by the grace of God. So, we all have to do our best as Christians to mix the truth with grace. Because the truth is there. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Our children. And the thing is, if somebody mixes in the truth with grace, don't take advantage thinking he has not, or he does not know what is going on. It's because the Holy Spirit is within him. And he also put his life down knowing that he is who he is because of that grace. True or false? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, <laughs> one of the things that we Christians, we have to do we are, we are very quick, very quick to point fingers. Because of that, many people cannot stay in the house of God. We bring them, then we sack them. Because we are quick to address them 
in the past from what they have done. And even if they are still doing it, listen, the reason why they are in the church is because they need to be saved. That is the reason why they have come to church. You, if you think your life is perfect, this is not a place for you. Because church is not for perfect people. Church is a place that people come to receive healing. People come to be restored. People come to be comforted. People come to be encouraged. People come to be prayed for. People come to be exalted them, to encourage them. As someone have exalted you, prayed for you, nurtured you, for you to sit here today, so shall you also do it unto someone. But don't suck people from church by telling them their faults. Addressing them by what they do, that is not good. They will never stay in the house of God. If that has been done to you, you will not be sitting here today. If you wake up in the morning, you live with your wife. Your wife knows that before you married her, you were a full fornicator. You don't sleep with one woman a week, more than two, more than three. Yet still, she has married to you. Now, imagine... If your wife, knowing the type of person you were before you married her, and every day she wakes up, she tells you, you you slept with many women before you met me. Every day. Every day she tells you this. She tells you that, do you know that you were a slut? Would you be happy? Would you be comfortable to live with her? So it is in the church today. And I'm not saying something that is not. It's a practical thing that is happening in our midst. So I'm challenging you to accommodate people by mixing the truth with grace. I am challenging you. Even though you know the person's fault, don't use it against him. But make grace avail. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, it it is the kind of preaching or teaching that demonstrates for them to know that there is hope. There is hope and more room for improvement if we can afford that or if we can continue to do that. Amen. Now, I just want to talk about how Jesus Christ mixes truth with grace because he's the example that we are all following. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 14. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the holy begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm preaching to fathers, and if you are here, you are not a father, it's also for you. Because the message is for everybody. But I am preaching to fathers to have a heart. I don't know where all the fathers are, but I see few who are here. And for those who are here, may the Lord speak to your heart today. To make room for your children, for your spouses, for your family. As Jesus Christ made room for us. The Bible says that, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You remember in First John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word is God. So the word of God became flesh. And Philippians, he says that he made himself of what? No reputation, because he came as a form of a man. Now, what John is saying here, because, what John is saying here, that Jesus has become flesh. He says, and the word was made flesh. The word is Jesus Christ. Because in in John 1, 1, he says, in the beginning was the word. And the word is who? Is God. And we all know that Jesus is the word. So here, he's referring to the flesh, which is Jesus Christ. Which refers to the Philippian scripture that says that he came as a form of a man. Hallelujah. Now what happened? And he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. How did we beheld his glory? We beheld his glory because Jesus Christ did not come 
and rebuke us because of what we have done. Yet we were yet sinners, but he came and dwelt with us and died for us. That is why he came as a flesh. And that is why the glory of glory, I said the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. For John 3, 16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. That's where that scripture is referring to. Full of grace and truth. So, he overlooked the time that you have fornicated. He overlooked the time that you have stolen. He overlooked the times that you have insulted people. He overlooked all the sins that we have done and came and mixed his grace with the truth so that me and you will have salvation. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You see, the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he doesn't condemn us by our fault. Rather, he condemns the things that we do. Physically, he does not. Because God loved the sinner and hate the sin. And the sin is Satan. So he is the one that God hates. But God does not hate you as the sinner. So some of us, when we see people committing, making certain mistakes, let's not condemn them. Let's not condemn them. Rather, let's encourage them that, look, when I make a mistake and you encourage me, the way you encourage me will help me to stop my errors. True or false? But if you keep pointing fingers to me, you are pulling me away from you. In fact, you are just trying to say that, you know what? You don't want to see me because I don't want that. But pastor, if you don't tell them, they will still continue to say no. That is not true. Paul says, because of grace, should we continue to sin? God forbid. We do not continue because of grace. Because the grace abounds. When, look, many people, when they continue to come to church, they, you cannot change people. Trust me, you are not people's personal Holy Spirit. So you cannot change them. But you can help them by praying for them, speaking words of encouragement. The Holy Spirit himself will do his work. Because the Bible said that he convicts the righteous and the unrighteous. So it is the Holy Spirit that do that work. You are just a vessel to speak words of encouragement into that person's life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. That is the beautiful about Jesus. Was being able to mix the truth with grace. To be able to get people to follow him. The reason why Jesus was able to get many people to follow him because he overlooked at their faults and took them as they are and let the grace abound. I was sharing with Lady Pastor Anita the other day and I said, do you think the disciples that Jesus chose, they were perfect for them to follow Christ? Listen, left alone, one thing that I can say that they were not perfect is that we had Jesus visiting Peter's mother-in-law it means Peter was married. And in the past, those leaders or those people who were serving God and those who were not, the polygamy was kind of common. They marry and they have mistresses. All the prophets, don't look at me like I'm, making, I'm studying something. It is true. All the prophets, they have mistresses and mistresses besides their own. Even sometimes their own children. Doing all sorts of things with so these 12, Bartholomew and Nathaniel, who even doubted, you think he was perfect? He was not, but Jesus chose him. And through them today, gospel still exists. If you do same to others, if you mix his grace, or you mix the truth with grace, gospel will continue. Because people will believe that God will change their life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's not be quick. Let's not be hurried to point faults or their past to them. Hallelujah. The truth is a fact. And when it stands alone, 
it becomes difficult to accept. Please. The truth is a fact. But when it stands alone, it is difficult to accept. So when you are talking about truth, mix with grace. Mix with grace means tell the person, it is not good for what you are doing. But I want you to know that God still loves you. If you continue to come to church, trust me, all these things, it will deprive from you. You see, you are looking at someone whom grace and truth has been mixed for years, not for months, not for days, not for a year, for years. I'm talking about from Apostle Joel, Reverend Baden, Reverend Osei, messages from camp meetings, name them. I have been through almost every camp, every meeting, every conference, even homecoming. <laughs> and still couldn't change as much as I wanted to. But these pastors, these bishops, these reverends, they followed me. They keep praying for me. They keep counseling me. They keep loving me. They keep investing in me. And here am I today. And I'm still not perfect. I'm still working my way there. By the grace of God. There is debts at my back. I didn't say a debt. There is debts at my back. Eyes, these two eyes cannot see. It takes you who is sitting there to look at my back and point those things to me and encourage me. Pointing it alone, standing alone, the truth standing alone is difficult to accept. When you see such fault, don't rebuke me alone and leave me, but encourage me. Tell me that Christ still loves me and he is making room for me to change. If you do this to me, then I will be able to be established in the house of God. Other than that, you will push me away and God will ask my blood from your hands. Many of us think that when we rebuke people, we are doing them a favor. Even though it's a fact, like I said, facts standing alone is difficult to accept. It is difficult. So please, let's mix the truth. The truth is that I was a fornicator. I did a lot of things that did not please God. It is true. But mixed it with grace. Tell me that, that because of me, somebody like me, I am the reason why Jesus Christ came to die for me. And because of that, my sins have been forgiven. And Christ still loves me. Tell me these things. Then I will continue to believe in Jesus. Because I will know that he has forgiven my sins. Well, God loves you. You know, <laughs> how many of you can eat fufu without soup? You see, it's difficult, right? That's the same it is. When you... <laughs> When you let the fact stand alone, it is very difficult. You cannot eat fufu without soup. As a matter of fact, you need other things to make it sweet. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Well, I want to give you four examples of Jesus Christ. Truth, four examples of how to use truth with grace by following Jesus' example. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 26, verse 21 to 29. Number one, Jesus knew the truth about Judas, but he mixed it with grace. Amen. Jesus knew the truth about Judas, but he mixed it with grace. Apostle Jewel, when he first had an encounter with me, he didn't know me. Then for some time, he keep visiting me, visiting me. Then he got to know the real person that I am. Knowing the real person that I am, he never rebuked me to 
tell me that I am not worthy to be in the church. As a matter of fact, he told me, I am the one that God has called. One day, if I listen to him, I will be preaching. And his words, his prophecy has come to pass by the grace of God. He knew the type of person that I was to the point he came to visit me. And when I knew that he's coming, don't tell him. He didn't know the person. He came to my door. Don't tell him. He came to my door, and I was very busy doing all sorts of things. So when he came, he, rang the, he called me already that he's coming. I made a way. I said, come. But I didn't know I was going to engage other things. I didn't know that. Then when he came, I was fully engaged. So I, I held the bell, doorbell. I said, I look at my time. I said, hey, was it around the neighborhood? Because it's so fast. Then when I pull up the window shield, it was Apostle Joel. I said, no, 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 this time. It's not going to be. I shut the door. He keep ringing. My phone, he keep ringing the doorbell. I mean, simultaneously with my phone, my phone also ringing. None of them were answered. He left. Then later on, he sent me a message. Charlie, I came to visit you, but I couldn't. I mixed your absence. <laughs> I said, oh, sorry, I missed you. With a nice words. When I came to church the following day, he wasn't angry. He wasn't. But I'm believing that he knew I was there. Because he preached about that. <laughs> he preached. He says, one of my favorites, I went to visit him. I told him I'm coming. And when I got to his door, he literally dishonored me. Literally, he, he opened his window. He think I didn't know. You know, what you don't know, don't do that. When you pull up the window, something flash. People get to see it. If you are looking at the, at the thing, you will see that something has lifted up. It means somebody is inside. <laughs> so when he was preaching, I said, I never confessed. Until I became a shepherd. Then one day, I was with Reverend Baden doing visitation. And we traveled very far. Eesh. Very far, late night. Very late. very late. Very late. And we called the person on our way because it's too far. We wanted to make sure that we would get the person and have a fellowship. The person said, come. He was waiting for us, ready, prepared. And when we got there, parking was difficult. And we parked very far. And we walked. When we walked, we rang the bells. It was cold. Hey, that day, mine was summertime, so Apostle Joe was not cold. <laughs> but this time, mine so cold. I'm talking about mixing the truth with grace and church. What you don't know is that whatsoever that you sow, you will by all means reap. It's a scripture, and scriptures never fail. <laughs> I stood there ringing the bell. I felt bad for Reverend Baden because for me, when it didn't happen, I knew what I did, why it's happening to me. <laughs> but he... He didn't know. <laughs> He's just innocent. You see, it's like a woman who has married and have a bitter marriages. A marriage that is not good, then you have gone to marry. The innocent man that has come is paying for something that he did not do. Because it reflects, it reminds you. Every time you see the man, you think that every man is like that. So, Reverend Bedi was paying for something that he did not do. And at some point, I was laughing. Then he asked, Nana, why are you laughing? I said, oh, nothing, nothing. I just don't know why the guy is not opening. He says, yeah, I don't understand it. Ah, didn't we call? He responded. So when we sat in the car, then he also lives, then he was living at Rockland. So after all night, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to drop him after visitation. When we were going, I said, I have confession. <laughs> <laughs> 
He says, what do you mean you have confession? I said, Reverend Dading, you have paid for something I have done. You did not do. He says, like what? I said, were you there when Apostle was preaching some time ago? And he said, he visited a brother. Hours. And the brother was inside and he didn't open. That was me. He says, no, no. <laughs> that was you. I said, yeah, Reverend Baden, it was me. But I never confessed to Apostle. He says, look at what you have done. <laughs> now, we are going to visit a member. And now he's doing the same thing to us. Then he quote that scripture, whatsoever that a man soweth, so shall I put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Matthew 26, verse 21. The Bible says, and as they did eat, he said, verily I said unto you that one of you shall betray me. So Jesus knew that one of his twelve will betray him. Continue. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? 23, and he answered and said, he that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. He that, what, dippeth his hands, the same will, what, betray me. Verse 24, the son of man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Verse 26. Quickly, please. Then Judas, go back, please. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, thou hast said. In the other version, he says, thou sayest. Look, Jesus knew what Judas was going to do to him. Yes, still. He accepted him to sit among the 12 that he is using to build the gospel that we and you are hearing today. Jesus knew. He knew Judas would betray him. But he gave him chance. He, he allowed the grace to abound. Many of us, we will be quickly to dish you out. We will be quickly to sack you. Because we do not understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, 26, sorry. And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Verse 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. All this time Judas was still there taking the communion, eating with Jesus. Verse 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Verse 29, but I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Judas betrayed, betrayer was not surprised to Jesus. Judas' betrayal to Jesus was not surprised. Jesus knew it. But he misses grace with the truth. He accommodated him. He loved him for who he is. As a matter of fact, he gave him a position in the church. He was the head treasurer. When the money is counted, we give it to him. That's how Jesus makes the truth with grace. Knowing that one day, this guy, if you know somebody is going to betray you, would you hand your money to the person? But Jesus did. He trusted him. He lived with him. In fact, he break bread with him. If you knew somebody, if you know somebody is going to kill you, would you eat with the person? As a matter of fact, you will kill the person before he comes to you. But Jesus misses the truth with grace. Church, many people have come to this church with their package. A lot of loads behind them. Let's not use it against them. But let's use it to encourage them. By mixing the grace with the truth in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. Number two, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus knew the truth about Peter, but he mixed with grace. He mixed it with grace. You know, <laughs> Jesus knew that one day, Peter will also betray him. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Peter not once, not twice, but three times. Yes, still, God said, Peter, upon you, I will build my church. 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Happy to see you, Big Will. William, you're not smiling. How are you? Wonderful. Glory be to God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Church, when we give our life to Jesus Christ, when we become born again, you are not changed prematurely. You need to be nurtured. Behold, all things are past. All things are past. All things are past. Yes, you will do certain things. Because when you become born again, there's nothing dramatic that has happened to you. It's just the soul. However, this soul needs to be nurtured. And how can the soul be nurtured? By the words of encouragement, through the word of God. If my marriage did not work, that's not mean that I'm a bad person. You don't know that. So don't sit there and lambast me. You don't know even what has happened to me. You don't know what I'm going through, if I'm happy or not. But you're condemning me because I'm a divorcee. I'm condem you're condemning me because I cannot have children. You don't know what I'm going through medically. You don't know what I'm going through spiritually. You don't. Lest alone, you have not even taken time to concern about me by praying for me or encouraging me or speaking words of wisdom into my life that God will make a way for me. Bible says that we must consider one another. How are you considering me? By gossiping and lambasting me? That, <laughs> that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is not the reason why Christ came. That is not. That is the reason why there is division among us. That is the reason because I'm afraid to come to church because the place where I'm supposed to be comforted, the same place that they are lambasting me. Because I came to give my testimony of what God has done for me. Now you are using it to against me instead of using it to encourage me. If God has healed me from a chronic disease, it does not make me a defiled person. But the Lord has made me whole. So please accept me and love me because Jesus loves me. That is why the psalmist sing the song. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak. But he is strong. It's only him that he is strong. Because everything else are weak. So if we begin to speak the words of Jesus Christ over our life, then we will be strong. Then we will be strong. But let us not condemn people by continuing to weaken them. Church, that is the work of Satan. And let us refrain from the works of Satan in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. You see, that's exactly what happened when the woman with the alabaster, they didn't know. They didn't know what he has, she has been through. They didn't understand it. People were sitting there and they were thinking about money. Most of you don't know. When people come and give offering, if somebody sow a seed, you thinking that the person doesn't know what to do with his or her money? Trust me, she knows. But she believes. She knows what the Lord has done. So she had to sow a seed to glorify the name of the Lord. Is somebody hearing me? You know, Peter, he was open to Satan. He was open. The same person that Jesus Christ, when he was asking, who do men say that I am? Everybody was calling him. Some say Messiah. Some say thou art this. Some say this. Peter stood up. The spirit of the Lord entered him. The same Peter, that spirit of the Lord entered him. He said, thou art the Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Few minutes, when they crossed over to another town, he allowed himself for Satan to enter him. Then when Satan entered him, Jesus Christ told the disciples, it's time for me to die. Then Peter rebuked Jesus saying that you will not die. Right there, Jesus did not rebuke Peter. He rebuked the spirit that came to Peter. Many of us, we tend to rebuke the flesh and forget the spirit that is causing the flesh to behave the way he is behaving or she is behaving. That is, it is for us pastors, us fathers. Our children do things and we punish them based on their physical. 
However, as a mother, a father, you don't even stand in the gap to intercede for your child. You don't even pray for them. You don't even know their friends. You don't even know who they talk to. You don't do nothing. But when they go wrong, you rebuke them. What work have you done? What kind of spirit you carry? Do you know the spirit that follows your children? You don't. You don't wake up at dawn and pray. You sleep, you snore. You wake them to go to school. You don't even pray for them. And when something happens, you, you, be, you, you begin to rebuke them. Where is your covering as a father? Where is your covering as a father? When Peter, when Jesus rebuked that spirit behind Peter, he was able to stand. And upon him, the gospel, the church was built. Put your hands together for the Lord. I believe my time is up. I wanted to share all of this with you. But I believe... Today, everyone here, all the fathers, will, will, start begin, will start to mix the truth with grace for our spouses, for our children, for the church members, for the congregation, for everyone that is in our midst. And if we continue to do that, God will mix the truth with grace in our personal life. Stand up and lift up your hands. Jesus. Why don't you lift up your hands? I want to be more like you. Jesus. I want to be more like I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be a vessel you were through. I want to be more like you. Oh, I want to be and I want to be. I Lift up your hands and sing this song. If you want to be like Jesus, you will mix the truth with grace. Yes. The confession that we are making this morning. Jesus Christ. You have never responded to an altar call. You don't know him as your personal savior. If you are here and today you want Jesus to come to you. You want Christ to come to you. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You want your life to turn around. You want Satan to stay out of your life wherever you are. Lift up your hands and I will pray with you. Church, a life without Christ is a losing game. A life without Christ is a losing game. If you do not know Jesus, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, this morning I give you chance, I give you room to lift up your hands where you are. And I personally will say a prayer with you wherever you are. Church, it's a personal decision that you need to make for your life. You do not know what tomorrow holds. Even right now as I'm speaking, if you step outside, you don't know what is there waiting for you. So it is good for you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The reason why he came as a form of a man is that me and you will have salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I want to be a vessel you work through. I, I want to be more like you. Father, we thank you. I bless you. I honor you. I thank you for everyone that is here this morning. 
Father, I lift them up before you. I pray that, Lord, you will crown them with your crown. Father, give us the grace, grace to mix the truth with grace, that, yea, my God, we will have mercy unto one another, as you have always had mercy unto us. Guide us, lead us, anoint us with your anointing, and bless us with your blessing. Holy Spirit, may you manifest over us that we will walk in the steps of the righteous. For the steps of the righteous man are ordered by you. We thank you for sharing your word among us. In Jesus' name that we pray. And let every saint say amen. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.